Hello, friends. My name is Denise Renner, and it's my privilege and my honor to be coming to you today. And today, I want to talk to you about what is God's will. A lot of people do not receive from God because they really don't know what is the will of God. And I want to show in the scriptures that God wants us to know his will and what is his will. So for us to be strong in these last days, we need to know his will. Because in these last days, we're going to be praying a lot. We're going to be seeking him a lot. And we need to know, God, I need to know absolutely what is your will so that I can pray with confidence. And in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So that's important that we know what his will is. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked for. You see, God wants us to come before him with confidence. You know, if you're a parent, you don't want your child coming before you, their head down, begging, saying, I know that I'm not worthy, and I don't really know that you really want that you love me and that you really want to bless me and that you really want to help me. But here I go. I'm going to ask you. No, that child comes and says, you know, Dad, I really want a bicycle. What kid have you ever seen if you make, they make their list for Christmas that they go, well, I don't really know what I want. They absolutely know what they want. And they know that their parent wants to be a blessing to them. Well, how much more the heavenly father wants to be a blessing to you and I? Of course he wants to be a blessing. He gave up everything to come here and save us and deliver us and give us peace of mind. So he absolutely wants to give us good things. So we can see that in the scriptures that knowing his will is very important. And we know that God hasn't changed. We know that whatever his will was before, his will is today. Because the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that he doesn't change. You and I change, but he doesn't change. So we see that Jesus is the expressed image. He is the will of the Father. When we look at Jesus, we see the Father. In fact, at Christmas time, we say that it, he is, Jesus is, the incarnation of God. So we, what do we see Jesus doing? We see Jesus healing people. And that's what I want to talk to you about today and give you, I mean, I can't give it to you, but the Holy Spirit can through the scriptures, confidence that you can come before the Lord boldly 
and believe for your healing. Jesus healed people then. He heals people now. Now, I want you to look with me at Luke chapter 4, verse 18. And we see here a description of what Jesus wanted to do when he, when he came. And it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus was reading. He was prophesying by himself. He was declaring this because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. If you're brokenhearted today, it's God's will to heal your heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives. If you're bound in some kind of addiction or some kind of bondage, it's his will to deliver the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. If you have problems in your eyes, it's his will to heal your eyes and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And that means those who are bruised, those who have been put down, those who have suffered under the hand of another. It's God's will to set you free. So we see that Jesus, this is Jesus, and this is the will of the Father. Because Jesus is the expressed image of the Father. Now, I want to explain to you one other thing that I love about Jesus and we love about our Father, and that is that he is compassionate. So look with me at Lamentations, Lamentations chapter 3, because you need to know this. You know, need to know that he has compassion on you every morning. Through the Lord's mercies, this is verse 22. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Verse 23, they are new every morning. <laughs> every morning, when you got up this morning, there were compassions for you. That is the will of the Father. Do you see that? That that's his will. Oh, that's his will to pour out compassions upon us. Jesus took our judgment. God wants to pour out his compassions on us. That is the heart of the Father. I want you to see that today. In the Gospels, 21 times it says Jesus had compassion. So I want you to look at one with me. It's, it, it's in Luke chapter 7. And, and it says, oh, I love this because it shows us our Jesus. It shows us his compassion. And Jesus is uh, walking in uh, Capernaum. And on verse 12, when he came near the gate, and when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. And he said to her, you see, there was a lot going on. 
there's a dead boy, there's all this crowd, but the Lord did not see all that. He saw the woman. It said he saw her. He had compassion on her. And he said to her, do not weep. Oh, the compassion of our God. This is Jesus. He's expressed image of the will of the Father. He has the same compassion. Is your heart broken today? He has compassion on you. Absolutely right now and for you to take that compassion compassion is not passive compassion is active Jesus didn't just look at this situation go oh, this is so sad because you know she's a widow this is her only son this is her only means of income she might become a beggar She's going to become dependent on this society. Her life is going to greatly change. I'm so sorry. No, that's not what he said. He looked at her and he said, do not weep. And then verse 14, then he came and he touched the coffin and those who carried him stood still. And Jesus said, Arise, young man, I say to you, arise. And so he was that was dead, sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. That was the active compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ. That was his will. That was the will of the Father. That is still the will of the Father right now. For us to, the compassions are there, but for us to receive them and that they be active in our life. Now I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 8, verse 2. So you see, we see that the will of God is that he has compassion on us and he wants to give this compassion. It's now, it's active. He wants to heal our heart. He wants to heal our bodies. Now I want to talk to you about a man who knew that Jesus could heal him, but he didn't know if he wanted to. Look at Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. I absolutely love this story because this is verse 2. It says, and behold, a leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and he touched him saying, I'm willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. So the leprous man, he believed that Jesus could heal him, but he didn't know if Jesus wanted to. Well, that's really important. Does Jesus, can Jesus heal me? Well, I guess so. But does Jesus want to heal me? Well, I don't know. It, it, we need to know 
what the will of God is. And we see it for this leprous man. He didn't know. He knew Jesus could. No problem. I've heard of Jesus doing miracles. I believe that Jesus can heal me. I believe he can. But I don't know if he wants to. And Jesus said three words to him. He said, I am willing. So for this amazing miracle to happen, there only were two questions. Can he do it? Yes. Does he want to? Now I know, yes, he does. The answer to the first question was yes, he can do it. And the answer to the second question was yes, he wants to. Friend, I'm talking to you. If you have sickness or pain or disease, any kind of thing that's trying to attach itself to your body, the will of God absolutely is to heal you. Can he? Yes, he can. The same questions, can he do it? Does he want to? We ask those questions today. But he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So absolutely the answers to those questions are, yes, today, he wants to heal me. Yes, today, can he heal me? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Now, you might have been taught or thought, because sometimes if a sickness goes on for a long time, we start to say <coughs> or believe religious things like, well, maybe God doesn't really want to heal me. Or maybe as I'm suffering, I'm, I'm giving glory to God. Does God want to teach me something through this sickness? <laughs> the answer is no, no, no. He does not want you sick to teach you something. Sickness is ultimately from the devil. Does God have to use something from the devil to teach you or to teach me? That doesn't make any sense. Because the Bible says that the devil is under our feet. He's defeated. God doesn't have to use him or his evil ways to teach us something. Jesus defeated him. Jesus defeated sickness at the cross. So God doesn't need sickness to teach. Does sickness give glory to God when we suffer? No. Jesus took all of our sicknesses and diseases on himself on the cross. Isaiah 53 says, he took all my sicknesses and all my diseases on the cross. Psalm 103 says that it's a benefit to all of us that he forgave all my iniquities and he healed all my diseases. It is absolutely his will right now for you to be healed. Those compassions, they're right there for you. It's like if there was a basket in front of you and it's called compassions and you could say, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to take those compassions. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to take that healing because Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever and that healing is mine. 
That's the truth that I'm telling you right now, friend. Any sickness or disease that's on you for any reason is not giving glory to God, and you suffering through it is not giving glory to God. Praise the Lord. This is such good news. Jesus took that sickness, he took it to hell, and he punished it. Jesus hated sickness. He hated disease. Do you think there was anything in Jesus that loved seeing people being tormented or in pain or losing all their money because they were paying doctors? Do you think that that gave him any joy? Of course not. He hated it. He took that horrifying death on the cross and that beating with those whips that had metal and glass on them. And when that metal and that glass came whipping around his body, it tore his flesh. In that flesh, and that beating, in that lashing of his skin was your healing was my healing. I have been touched by his healing power so many times in my life that I absolutely know. And that's why I preach it with so much passion and gratitude that he took our sicknesses and diseases. And friend, there is nothing in his will that wants you sick or wants you in pain. Nothing. And as I told you earlier, the compassions have already been poured out. It is for your taking. Praise the Lord. The will of the God was to heal that leper. It, and the will of the God is to heal you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is time. It is done. Jesus said on the cross, do you remember this? He said, it is finished. He said, I have just paid for cancer. I have just paid for arthritis. I have just paid for mental sickness. I have just paid for lung, lung problems. I have just paid for skin diseases. I have just paid for blood problems. I have just paid for something wrong with your pancreas or your kidneys. I have just paid for anything wrong with your sinuses or your or your throat or your ears i have just paid for blindness he said it is finished he said i paid for it and he said it is the will of God for you and I to know his will and then to have confidence that anything that we ask will be done by him. That's what it says in, in John. We started with it in John chapter. It was John chapter five, I believe. John chapter five, verse 14 he said we're to have confidence 
before him. God doesn't want us just going up and begging him. It says in Hebrews chapter 5, no, Hebrews, excuse me, it says in Hebrews chapter 4 that we are to come boldly before that throne. I want, I want to show you that in Hebrews chapter, chapter 4 because that is just absolutely one of my favorite scriptures. And it gives me confidence to this day. Look at this, Hebrews chapter 4, and it says in verse 15, we'll start there. For we do not have a high priest that can't be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows that we're weak. He knows that we're made of dust. He was tempted in all ways that we are, but yet he never sinned. So he understands, okay? He understands why we get fearful of sickness comes on our bodies. He understands why, why that we might doubt because he was tempted all, in all the same ways. But look at the next verse. Let therefore us come boldly to the throne of grace. Now here is the will of God that we may obtain. So you don't just come there because, oh, this is my religious duty. I'm coming to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. You come to the throne of grace. Now we come to his throne to worship him. Absolutely. He is worthy of all of our, of all of our worship. But it says here, we come to his throne to obtain, obtain, to receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. He does, he's, and remember, he said, come boldly. Come boldly. That means to come with a boldness. That means to come with a forthrightness. That means to come with a frankness. That means to come, God, God, I am your child. God, I believe you hear me. God, I, I believe you were tempted in the same way as I was, yet you didn't sin. God, I receive your forgiveness for my, for my fear, for my doubt. But God, I'm coming to you right now. I'm coming to the throne, God. And Father, this is what I want. This is what I want. What do you want? What do you want? Be bold. Ask him, Father, this is what I want. That's exactly what that verse is telling us to do, is to come boldly, receive from the throne of grace, mercy to help us in our time of need. You have to see that, friends, we have to see this, that it's not a religious duty. It's not just like, oh, well, that's for somebody else. That's not for me. No, it's for you. It's for me. That throne right now is open, 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 open because of the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that broke down that wall of, of separation between you and me and him. The throne is open, glory to God. We can come boldly before that throne. 
right now I want to pray with you. What is it that you want to ask him? I want to be a help to you. Maybe you don't need my help. That's okay. You need the Holy Spirit's help. But I want to agree with you, Father. Right now we come before the throne of grace. And we're coming, Lord, to obtain. We're not coming out of religious duty. We're coming to obtain. And Lord, this is what I want. I need your help, Lord. I want you to heal my body. I want you to heal my marriage. I want you to heal relationships in my family. I want you to give me boldness to witness to other people and to stretch my hands out and lay hands on the sick. Lord, this is what I want. This is what I want. I thank you for it. I thank you for healing, healing me and hearing me. And now I receive, Lord, I receive the will of the Father, which is to heal me, heal me physically, heal my broken heart, restore me, open my eyes if they're blind, heal my vision. I receive the will of the Father right now in the name of Jesus. Now, friend, if you received from the Lord, Please let me know. I want to know your responses, what God is doing in your life. And you need to tell somebody because your testimony, it defeats the devil. So please let me know. I'll talk about your testimony. I won't give your name, but I'll talk about your testimony of what God did. And I'll see you next time on our next program. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.